Hello and welcome to Females with Fire. I'm Carrie McGee, an empowerment coach for women looking to escape overwhelm and gain confidence. This season, I'm connecting with women leaders who demonstrate resilience, strength and spirit. It is my wish that these shared experiences inspire and support you when faced with the challenges life can bring. Today I am chatting to Jen from My Personal Shopper. Jen is a stylist based in Sydney and she has developed the idea around enclosed cognition, creating empowerment for women through the clothes they wear. In this episode, we cover some tips and tricks to help you dress for success. Hello, Jen, and welcome. Hi, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Great. So now you have got this fantastic idea about enclosed cognition. So to do with personal styling. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me about what that is? Okay, so uh, just to give some background. um, So enclosed cognition is the term that we use to kind of describe uh, the fact that um, what you wear can actually affect your behaviour And as some research has shown as well, it can actually prove your competency as well. So um, there's been a lot of research done on this, actually. And um, one of the more famous ones is by two guys called Adam and Galinsky back in 2012. And what they did was they had two two sets of test subjects and they both, both groups had worn white coats. One group was told that the white coats were doctor's coats and one group was told that white coats were painter's coats. And Mm. sure enough, um, in doing some cognitive tests with these two groups, the groups that were told that they were wearing doctor's coats actually performed better in in their tests than the people in painter's coats. So, you know, what you wear can affect how you behave. And so along with obviously the first impressions that a person might have of you based on what you're wearing, you know, as much as we hate it, Mm. people's first impressions are based on your look. So um, within that first three seconds, they've already made a judgment call on you. But yeah, so along with that, side by side, people's judgments of you, you also actually, based on what you're wearing, can be affected with, you know, how you end up behaving. So um, it's an interesting concept. And I've kind of always suspected it. I didn't think it was a thing, but Mm. I, I heard about it. Um, actually in my styling course and um, read more into it and I just found it really interesting so and my back I did a degree in psychology worked in marketing so to me just that whole kind of behavioral piece was really interesting so yeah it um, ties in together yeah yeah very interesting yeah so that's kind of what the enclosed cognition is it's basically what you wear can actually behave uh, can actually affect how you behave so and how you perform in your in your job yeah, so so what I heard is people judge you from what you can wear, but you can also judge yourself. Yeah, it actually affects you as well. So <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So that sort of leads me into the next question about what inspired you to start your business. So you said you had a background in marketing and yeah. psychology. So what drew you to styling? Well, I actually didn't initially even think about starting a business out of this what happened was I kind of was just looking for a creative outlet because I was so entrenched in that whole corporate world of working the nine to five and you know earning money and getting a salary and I was just kind of going I just need something to do for myself and I've always had an interest in fashion and so I found this styling fashion styling course 
and it looked really interesting. And so I signed up for it. It was self-paced. And um, as I kind of moved through the course, I started to think about how that would look like as a business. And then as the ideas started flowing in, I was just going, oh, I think I can do this. I'm really excited about it. So I couldn't let go of this idea. So in the end, I kind of thought, oh, I'm just going to go all in. And so, yeah, I quit my full-time job and um, went for it because I thought, well, you know, if I'm not going to do it now, when am I going to do it? And I knew it was a bad time to be quitting a very secure job during yes. COVID. Yes, but, so it was this um, year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, well, you know what, if I'm not going to do it now, when am I ever going to do it? So I'll just go all in. So yeah, mm. big risk. But you know what, I haven't looked back. I'm really glad I did it. I, I, I'm still very excited about it. And it's good to do something that you're passionate about. It makes yes. a big difference. Absolutely. I mean, mm. it takes a big leap of faith to yeah. suddenly quit your job. And what I like to talk about is empowerment. And so what drove you to make that change and have the confidence to take that step? I'm going to say it's all in hindsight. I think at that time I was just ready for change and I don't think I would have done it if I wasn't ready for change. It had been brewing in the back of my mind for probably about a year or two that I'd like to have a go at starting my business, but I didn't really have the confidence or know what that business would look like. So once I kind of stumbled on this course and it really kind of inspired me and got my passion going. So I was like, I think this is the one. Yeah, I think it was a mixture of being ready for change and just feeling really inspired with what I was studying. So um, very exciting. (laughs) Yeah. Did you do anything to help you tap into your passion? I mean, it's very different from, you know, you studied marketing and the psychology. Mm. So what drew you to that styling aspect? And I think, well, I've always been interested in fashion and not going to lie, I'm a clothes horse. I love buying clothes. <laughs> um, I don't think I would have studied that course if I wasn't. So, yeah, and um, as the course progressed, it really, uh, there was an element of it that actually dealt with the whole psychology behind fashion and this whole enclosed cognition thing. And this is where I kind of went, oh, wow, this is really interesting. So, Mixing psychology and fashion, which were which are my two main interests, was really what kind of made to me a bit of a no-brainer decision as well in, you know, what my business was going to look like and how I wanted to style people. That's kind of where that whole idea started brewing. Yeah, great. Well, that was mm. going to be my next question. So yeah. how did you incorporate it or put it in together into your business? I think it's just inherent. So when I started my business, I, because of my marketing background, luckily I have a very good commercial sense. So in terms of selling this as a service, I did do a survey, so a research survey out to a community group in Facebook, as well as my own um, you know, friends and family. Mm. And that whole survey was really quite enlightening in that um, what came back was, you know, what would you expect a personal stylist to do, which is number one, first of all, provide style advice. And then after that, there's the whole kind of, I want to feel more confident with how I look. I want to feel more confident with how I put my clothes together. I want to feel more confident at work and all kind of came back to, you know, what am I wearing and how do I look? That kind of formed my whole philosophy around um, 
you know, helping you gain more confidence and feel good about yourself and then help you to go forward and achieve what you want to achieve. I, I guess dress for success is, is the best term to describe it. <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. there anything special that you do with your clients to tap into what's special, what's going to make them feel successful or empowered? Yeah, I think it's um, the way that we were taught with the Australian Style Institute was that we, we were taught a, a methodology. So it's very structured. So you go through a very extensive consultation process. You ask about their lifestyle, their interests, their hobbies, what they like to wear, their style inspirations. And you generally really try and find out as much as you can about the person. And actually, I've had some really interesting conversations out of those consultations because mm. you start to build a rapport with your client and sometimes you find out a few personal things about their life that has influenced why they wear the clothes that they wear or you know why they want to feel more confident. So mm. you end up, I guess, not without meaning to be nosy, you just end up tr- ending like digging a little bit deeper into the person. So you get a good understanding of uh, what they'll feel more comfortable in and what parts that they want to change. And so it's, um, it's very much a listening and observing exercise when, when I do the consultations. And out of that, um, you know, you kind of go away and have a think about and analyze your consultation sheet. And from there, you, you then you go away and, you know, you do the research and Mm. maybe do a pre-shop and then come back to the client and say, okay, I've got these garments for you. I'd like you to try it on. Some of them may be a little bit out of your comfort zone, but I guess that's the whole point. Sometimes you want to just get people out of their comfort zones as well. So, and the ones that do actually end up feeling more confident in the end, because they go, I would never have thought to try that on or wear that. That's just way out of my comfort zone, but I actually look good in this and I feel good. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's a very structured process. that whole thing so yeah Yeah. how would you determine that that's going to I'm just really curious yeah for the client so you get the information you've done your little Mm pre-screening how do you get that information and go right this is what I'm going to to look at getting for the customer (laughs) yeah well I mean um so there's a a three-step process there's the consultation which is a sheet a worksheet and that's that, that has all the client details in it and, and the, inter- well, interview, I say, but it's yeah. really more a fact-finding mission. And that's all structured to ensure that you, you get what you need out of the client, the information. And then after that, the second stage is what's called the wardrobe edit. So what you do is um, you go to the client's house and you go through their wardrobe and just see what they've got, what their favorite outfits are and get them to try it on. You take photos and then you maybe try and find some new combinations within their existing wardrobe to try on. And, and they kind of go, oh my God, I feel like I've got a new wardrobe. And so from there, you kind of get a gauge of what their boundaries are and levels of comfort in terms of what they're comfortable wearing, what they feel good in, what they don't. That session as well is a good way to kind of clean out their wardrobes and, you know, get rid of stuff that they don't wear. And I can take them to the charity mm. or donation centres as well. But um, essentially, that's a really good gauge for me to see what the client feels comfortable in and what they feel good in. And then after that session, we, we compile a shopping list and then I go away and find the essentials that they need that'll complete their wardrobe. 
and then we go on a shopping trip and all they have to do is try it on. So sometimes they don't like some of the items I fit, but uh, I find, but that's fine. But generally, you know, at the end of it, they're just going, wow, I feel like a new person. I guess it's mm. like when you first come out of their hairdressers yes. or a beauty therapy, like you go, my skin's glowing and my yes. hair looks fabulous. So you've come home with a whole new set of clothes that a stylist has chosen for you and you know it's going to fit and it's going to look good on you. So you know, immediately there's that confidence that, you know, you, you know, when you step out next, you're going to look really good. Yeah, I, I find that really rewarding because a lot of the times the common thread across all my clients, they all say, I want to feel more confident and mm. whether in choosing clothing, in how I look or at work, all that sort of stuff, that there's that phrase, I want to feel more confident, which is consistent across all the clients I've worked with, which yes. I've found really interesting. So, yeah. It's kind of nice to be pampered as well. Yeah. It's like, and having someone reinforce what yeah. you're feeling or confirming that would be uh, beneficial, yeah. I would, would have thought. Yeah. And a lot of clients actually also, that whole providing style advice aspect of it, they're, they're kind of, you know, I don't really know what looks good on me. I don't know why this dress doesn't work on me. And, you know, a personal stylist has that trained eye to say, well, you know, that doesn't, maybe suit your color because you know this is green and your pink your coloring is pink or you know that that shape is not right on you and some people also maybe have gone through some major body changes they may have given birth and their body shapes change or they've lost a lot of weight so sometimes you kind of have to change your style but you don't know to what because you kind of can't recognize what your new body shape is so mm. um personal stylist has that trained eye to let you know okay well this is your shape this is your color or colors and we'll work with that so yeah great and obviously not everybody can have access to a stylist what would be a piece of advice or how could you know a lady coming to their wardrobe and mm-hmm. looking at what they've got and knowing about enclosed cognition, how yeah. could they make themselves feel confident with the clothes that they have? Or Yeah, I think the best thing to do is just try everything on, which is really tedious, but mm. so worth it. And it's, it's a process of elimination. Um, you're going to find that a lot of your clothes maybe don't fit you anymore and it's time to retire them. Some of the garments that you love, that you've worn to death, um, not ready to retire yet, but maybe you can go to the tailors and get it updated. And then also you just kind of maybe get a second set of eyes to say, how does this look on me? Because it's hard to judge on your own as well when you're just looking in the mirror and you go, uh, does that look good on me or not? So a second set of eyes definitely helps. And also maybe take a selfie as well of yourself in the mirror. Mm. You can have that, you know, distanced um, judgment on, on how you look in, in an outfit. Yeah, I think that's a fabulous idea is actually yeah. taking a photo of you wearing something. You get yeah. a better idea of how you look and, and yeah. the actual item. Absolutely. I think another great thing uh, or tip I learned uh, in the past is comfort. So if something's yeah. actually not comfortable to wear, you yeah. won't feel confident or within yeah. the, if you're constantly adjusting, like if you're wearing a boob tube, for example, and you know, you're yeah. always pulling that up, that can also lower your confidence. Um, yeah, I think um, the that's actually one of the first things I learned in my course is that fit is absolutely the most important thing that you need to look at when styling somebody. If it doesn't fit properly, it's not going to look good and it's definitely going to be uncomfortable. So mm. um, yeah, fit is so important. Definitely. I agree. 
yeah making you feel a bit more put together yes yeah I actually read an interesting article on uh what is it it was monster.com which is the american version of seek which is an an employment website and they did a poll and they said that people who wear clothes that are too tight are seen as less competent um Mm. just because i think i think it's just i guess a a judgment call it's like if if you can't tell that something's too tight on you and you still wear it then how are you going to know when something's not working correctly at work and you're not going to recognize it so yeah so fit's really important yeah that's a fantastic piece of advice Mm. and i think a lot of people would not be aware of that perspective when they're presenting themselves yeah is there anything else that enclosed cognition or understanding what you're wearing Mm-hmm. can do to bring empowerment to women? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I mentioned this earlier, the term dress for success. Mm. I think that's a very underrated term. It really needs to be given more recognition and respect because um, honestly, when you feel like you're dressed for success, you're going to naturally exude that credibility and also have that natural mm-hmm. confidence that goes with it. And those are two very important ingredients to you know feeling empowered so basically dress for the job that you want and um you know everything else will flow naturally in terms of your confidence and how you feel and you know how you put yourself out there as well there was a there's a psychologist she she wrote a book her name's jennifer baumgartner i think um can't spell it can't say it either (laughs) but um she basically said this is a quote from her book she said if you want a promotion dress as if you already have it right i think important to keep in mind yes you always hear these uh little things where you don't want to overdress or when you're going out take one accessory off etc so is there such a thing as overdressing or overdressing for success um, I think you need to, I guess, be aware of, the, one, it depends on what role you're applying for and to uh, what the company culture is like. But I always are on the safe side. So I think just, you know, look neat and tidy and um, have your hair neat, wear shoes that don't look old and also, yeah, feel comfortable in what you're wearing. I think now, though, I don't know, in, in marketing roles that I've interviewed for, I've never worn a suit and I've always kind of, worn either a dress and and heels or just a skirt and a nice blouse so Mm. you know and that kind of I think is appropriate for marketing roles it kind Mm. of implies you're a little bit more creative but also you know have have good business sense so that's kind of a nice halfway point Um, again if you're in sales maybe yeah dress smarter because they're going to expect you to go and see clients so wear a suit and you know a, a, a blouse with a collar and colours are important as well. So I think, um, you know, obviously if you wear a red suit, people are mm. going to say, oh, wow, she's really confident. Look at her. Um, it's hard to ignore someone in a red suit. Blue is a bit more corporate and subdued, but still is someone that you know you can take seriously. Thinking about the colour that you're wearing as well is, is quite important. Mm. Mm. When you touched on the shoe piece, it actually took me back to I had a boss once that when she was interviewing potential people for employment she would always look at their shoes first oh yeah okay and Uh, if if they were clean and tidy and you had it together yeah yeah it's definitely a head-to-toe thing and 
you know, as I mentioned earlier, it's that first impression that a person has of you, that first 30 seconds, not even, probably three, um, they've already made a kind of judgment call in, in, in deciding what you're going to be like. It's very important to make a good impression in those first, you know, three seconds. Great. And what is one key piece of advice that you could give to you know, our listeners out there mm-hmm. when they're coming to their wardrobe and they want to feel confident and feel empowered? I would say that be aware about dressing for your age as well. If you still have the rah-rah skirt in the 80s and fabulous if you still fit in it, yes. but maybe not appropriate anymore 20 years on, you know, just uh, just be aware that, you know, that's maybe not age appropriate. It's not going to give the right impression as well, um, whether you're out at the pub or out at work. Just, just wear something that's age appropriate and that you feel good in. Um, I think that that's pretty key. Um, and comfort, like you said. Yes. Mm. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today, Jen. Now, if yep. our uh, listeners want to reach out um, to you, how would they be able to get in touch? The best way is probably through my website, which is mypersonalshopper.com.au. Mm-hmm. And that has all my contact details on there. And um, I'm happy to have a chat, just an initial chat, or um, if they want to send in a specific style question, there's a form there that they can do that in as well. And yeah, so whenever they want to reach out, I'm there. <laughs> Beautiful. And do you have any social media um, yes. that they can get you on? What would yes. those details um, be? So I have a Facebook page, um, which is at mypersonalshopper underscore HQ. And the same with my Instagram page as well. Okay. I'm also on LinkedIn, just under my normal name. So which is Jennifer yes. Hoyle. Beautiful. If they want to connect, happy to connect. Yes, well, I'll pop those details up on my website. Um, and that is fantastic. Thank you so much. Great. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening to Females with Fire. If you enjoyed the show or have any questions, feel free to subscribe, leave a review, and comment. You can also connect with me on Facebook in the group The Fearless Female Forum, where we focus on all things empowerment and confidence. I would love to see you there.